Okay, so what is today's date? Brothers and sisters, how are you all today? Everybody good? So, uh, no, because the, the tap from last week. So, We are now at page 56. Uh, who missed the class yes, uh, last week? Anybody missed the class last week? Have you all listened to the podcast? Uh, okay, so it, it's okay if you can't find, but so those who can't find, you all need to write to the WhatsApp chat, chat group to ask. Can you take up uh, those of you who didn't turn up? Okay, not not, not just your all of you take out your phone. Phone. Yeah. The first time can use phone. <laughs> yeah, the first time you can use phone. <laughs> and uh, I want you all to search. Uh, those who are using iPhone, you don't need to install any other apps. If you are using iPhone, you just open podcast and search for ITBW yeah okay those who are using Android phones which means Samsung Lenovo Acer whatever then you need to install a podcast app you can use any podcast app uh, you will find it anyway but you can use try using uh, Podbean yeah are you using uh, iPhone have you found your podcast app yeah. you don't need to install it huh? it's built in okay then uh, you should find there should be a magnifying glass then type ITBW you should be looking at me not looking at the phone uh, and find uh, huh? how about the rest <laughs> Uh, uh. Eh, so in the end? Yeah, let me bring it up so, you, so that it's easier for you. So, uh, yeah, you just go to uh, go to the uh, Play Store and then search for Play Store. Galaxy. 
Uh, go to Place North. Yeah, then search for Port Bin. Yeah. So, it, yeah. So let me continue. Huh? So when you ins- when you when you search for it, um, I'm gonna just do a search using the iPhone, and when you search with ITBW, it should show you uh, all the episodes with the same picture. Yeah, uh, and you click on the podcast itself, then you should be able to subscribe. Yeah. Um, now when you when once you have subscribed, you don't need to do this every time. Uh, when you start up, you should see my podcast, and it should show you what has not been played. Yeah. Uh, in case if you uh, play halfway and you skip, right, then it will be considered played also usually. So you can go back to the feed. Yeah. So if you look at the unplayed, there's only one episode that's unplayed. If you go to feed, then you can see all the past episodes also. Oh. Yeah. Anybody need help? Just okay. Uh, HK, okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Clarine, okay. Uh, Lily, okay. Uh, Billing, okay. Okay. Jialing, okay. Louise, okay. Uh, Christina, okay. Huh? Yeah, should be should be 20th. The latest should be 20th. Uh, so most of the apps you just drag down and you refresh. Oh, Doreen, okay? Huh? No, you look at the date. Look at the date. Uh, so okay not? How come you... you sh- you just look through the, the dates, whether you have 20 years, and there should be nine. There should be a number. Have or not? Okay. What's your name? Uh? Sorry. Sorry? Blossom. Ah, okay. Do you have it set up? Okay. Uh, uh, Paulan? Got it set up? Sorry? IPDW. Okay. Pot, uh, no. So have you set it up in using podcast or? No. Have you installed a podcast app? And have you have you subscribed? Uh, Nancy, yours okay? Can you help her? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so this is the app. Oh,打开了，打开这个，然后你去看，按play，这个是二十号的，今晚我就会放二十七号上去。OK，OK，everybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anybody，anyb
Two nine nine point nine nine is already three hundred. No, no, it's five hundred. Two 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 hundred. Oh, no, you're Samsung. Yeah. So install, okay? Okay, So the reason why I chose to use podcast is uh, whenever there's new episodes uh, or new sessions, you all don't have to go somewhere and look here, look there. Yeah, you will you get a notification. Yeah, automatically. No. But um, can choose to download or listen online one. So if they want, it's better to download so that they can go anywhere. Yeah, I mean that that's that's how you want to use it, lah. Yeah, how you want to use it is your choice. Download that episode, or how you download it. Yeah. Oh. How? So it's currently on two two main channels. One is iTunes, and the other one is in Podbean. Uh, couldn't put it on Google because Google don't uh, allow it allow podcasts uh, from Asia yet. They haven't opened up the market. Okay, so uh, please go back and uh, uh, listen up the, the past episodes. Yeah, because if you have not installed it, it means that you all couldn't have listened it, listened to the past, past, past episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I would not be covering the the earlier chapters anymore. Oh, uh, you all need to go and uh, read up and lis- listen to the past uh, sessions. So we are now in the second chapter, the bringer of light. And we have gone through part of the, 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 the chapter. And so far, we have gone through the part about how the Buddha uh, is different from others. And then the very section that we are going through now uh, describes the process uh, through which the Buddha uh, go forth and pursue um, and search for an end to suffering. No. Uh, last week we, we we reached the part where he he learned under Alara, yeah, Alara Kalama, 
and from Alara Kalama he learned the practice of meditation uh, reaching the point of the base of nothingness yeah now uh, it is important to note here that this is this is not indicative that uh, the Buddha uh, learned enlightenment from him yeah uh, because at the end of the day he abandoned this practice also yeah because this practice he couldn't find uh, a means through this practice to attain the cessation of suffering no? so the second last paragraph I considered uh, I'm going to read from the third last paragraph to have a bit of overlap I considered it is not through mere faith alone that Alara Kalama declares by realizing it for myself with direct knowledge I enter upon and dwell in this Dharma certainly Alara Kalama dwells knowing and seeing this Dharma then I went to Alara Kalama and asked him friend Kalama in what way do you declare that by realizing it for yourself with direct knowledge you enter upon and dwell in this Dharma in reply he declared the base of nothingness yeah, so this is uh, this is uh, when the Buddha after um, <coughs> learning from uh, Alara Kalama yeah, in the previous paragraph it mentions about how the Buddha very quickly learned whatever has to be taught by this person called Alara Kalama yeah, then he has this conversation yeah, that, uh, that this teacher of his um, is not just through faith but he himself, the teacher has uh, attained to a certain level to what level? the base of nothingness yeah? that he has experienced, he has attained the base of nothingness directly so then further he considered yeah, I considered not only Alara Kalama has faith, energy, mindfulness, concentration and wisdom uh, this is what we call Sing Jing Mian Ting Hui the five uh, roots and five powers I too have faith, energy, mindfulness, concentration and wisdom yeah? this is in Chinese called Wu Gen Wu Li suppose I endeavor to realize the Dharma that Alara Kalama declares he enters upon and dwells in by realizing it for himself with direct knowledge yeah. so after learning the, 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 the teachings portion then he considered, okay, how about if I put in that same level of effort? Yeah? Uh, I also have faith, energy, mindfulness, concentration and wisdom. What if I were to then uh, realize the Dharma? That means realize the teaching itself. Yeah? That is taught by Alara Kalama. Yeah? In other words, to attain the base of nothingness. So when he, when he then uh, tried doing that, uh, he further says, I soon quickly entered upon and dwelt in that Dharma by realizing it for myself with direct knowledge. Then I went to Alara Kalama and asked him, Friend Kalama, is it in this way that you declare that you enter upon and dwell in this Dharma by realizing it for yourself with direct knowledge? That is the way, friend. 
It is in this way, friend, that I also enter upon and dwell in this Dharma by realizing it for myself with direct knowledge. It is a gain for us, friend, it is a great gain for us to have such a venerable one for our fellow monk. So the Dharma that I declare I enter upon and dwell in by realizing it for myself with direct knowledge is the Dharma that you enter upon and dwell in by realizing it for yourself with direct knowledge. And the Dharma that you enter upon and dwell in by realizing it for yourself with direct knowledge is the Dharma that I declare and enter upon and dwell in by realizing it for myself with direct knowledge. So you know the Dharma that I know, and I don't know the Dharma that you know. As I am, so are you. As you are, so am I. Come, friend, let us now lead this community together. Uh, at, the, at the start of this paragraph, the Buddha, you notice that the, these few paragraphs are all in quotes. It is the Buddha sharing with uh, the, the, this is being shared, uh, this is being shared yeah, to, uh, to his disciples. Yeah, so, uh, at the start uh, of this paragraph, he, he uh, shares about how he quickly entered upon and dwell in that Dharma. In other words, uh, attain the base of nothingness. Yeah. So then, from there, then he went to Alara Kalama. Yeah. So he meditated and he reached that point. Then he went to the, the teacher, yeah, the, the fellow practitioner. And now, when he shares with him his attainment, his teacher uh, affirms and says that, what you have attained, I have attained. What I have attained, you have attained. It is not that uh, what he has attained, the teacher has attained, or Alara Kalama has attained, but what Alara Kalama has attained, he has not attained. Yeah. So he didn't attain just a subset of what Alara Kalama has attained. Yeah. But everything that Alara Kalama teaches, he has understood. Everything he has attained, he has also attained for himself. Yeah. So that is where uh, in past sessions I often share with you about how uh, the two teachers invite him to be a partner yeah? and from this statement you can see come friend let us now lead this community together yeah? so imagine if one day you come to see Sifu and you tell me tell Sifu ah Sifu I have realized the teachings up to the point where you understood it yeah uh, then and uh, after that I affirm it and say yes indeed yes indeed you have understood to the point where I understood and I have understood the, the, the point where I understood is the point that you understood oh, then on some days uh, SGC then uh, you you can take over and I can I can go and go for retreat <laughs> so see who do that first <laughs> Thus, Alara Kalama, my teacher. Yeah. So you see, he addressed him as his teacher. But you notice that before that, uh, in other areas, he addressed him as friend Kalama. Yeah. Uh, friend Kalama. Yeah. In other suttas, there are other monks who actually address the Buddha unknowingly as friend, uh, just friend. Yeah. So. Um, there are other suttas where some monks 
who has been ordained in the Buddhist tradition, uh, that means they take the Buddha as a teacher, but they have never met the Buddha himself. Yeah? And last time there's no internet. So he, they cannot go and search Wikipedia, uh, who is the Buddha, you know. Uh, so uh, when they encounter the Buddha, uh, they just know that uh, this is another practitioner. Yeah? So in one of the sutta, one of them actually stayed the night at a potter's shed, uh, sharing it with the Buddha. And uh, throughout the night, then at some point, they had a conversation. And through the conversation, then the Buddha uh, quizzes him and, and in a way encourages him and then point out certain things. At which point then that monk realized that it is the Buddha himself. It is the teacher himself. Yeah, and he declares, ah, it is the teacher himself. Uh, then he immediately kneeled down and, and uh, apologized for addressing the Buddha as friend. Yeah. Uh, he apologizes for that. Uh, so the uh, here you see that the Buddha referred to him as friend, but then when he addressed in this paragraph, the next one, he addressed Alara Kalama as his teacher. Yeah? Thus Alara Kalama, my teacher, placed me, his pupil, on an equal footing with himself and awarded me the highest honor. But it occurred to me that this Dharma does not lead to disenchantment, to this passion, to cessation, to peace, to direct knowledge, to enlightenment, to Nibbana, but only to rebirth in the base of nothingness. Not being satisfied with that Dharma, disappointed with it, I left. Yeah. Uh, so this is the the first teacher that he learned under officially. Yeah. Uh, after leaving the palace, mm. uh, al although he regard him as a teach his teacher, uh, it's important to note that he left uh, not because he couldn't uh, progress uh, or rather he couldn't learn everything. Yeah. Uh, he left because it didn't lead to Nibbana yeah, or Nirvana if you will uh, and from this then we also know that the Buddha's enlightenment was not taught to him by this teacher yeah? uh, what this means what this also means is that when people come to us and say uh, hey do you know that the Buddha actually learn from other teachers then we don't have to go and deny or, or get agitated and we get upset and we try to explain this or that we say yeah yeah I, I also know Alara and Udaka <laughs> yeah and then if they were to then uh, because of that state that well then the Buddha attained enlightenment through these two teachers uh, then you can explain to him no no that's not the case yeah uh, because without knowing this or without realizing the link we find ourselves trying to trying to so-called defend uh, Buddhism, explain this, explain that, but actually nothing to explain. It's just like that. Uh, mm. Okay, HK, can you read the following one? The following one is similar, if not identical, yeah, uh, but this time with Udaka. Still in search, months of 
what is wholesome, seeking the supreme state of sublime peace, I went to Udaka Ramaputta and said to him, Friend, I want to lead the spiritual life in this Dharma and discipline. Udaka Ramaputta replied, The venerable one may stay here. This Dharma is such that a wise man can soon enter upon and dwell in it, himself realizing through direct knowledge his own teacher's doctrine. I soon quickly learned that Dharma, as far as mere lip reciting and rehearsal of his teaching went, I could speak with knowledge and assurance, and I claim, I know and see, and there were others who did likewise. I consider, it was not through mere faith alone that, Ramana, that Rama declared by realizing it for himself with direct, direct knowledge. I entered upon and dwell in this Dharma. Certainly, Rama dwelled knowing and seeing this Dharma. Then I went to Udaka Ramaputra and asked him, Friend, in what way did Rama declare that by realizing it for himself with direct knowledge, he entered upon and dwell in this Dharma? In reply, Udaka Ramaputra declared the base of neither perception nor non-perception. Thank you. So, the, the, previous, with the previous teacher, he first learned what the teacher has to teach. Then, when he has reached a point where he, he knows the teaching thoroughly, yeah, to what extent? Uh, to the extent where he can say, as far as lip reciting and rehearsal of his teaching went, I could speak with knowledge and assurance, and I claimed I know and see. And, these, and there were others who did likewise. Yeah? Uh, so, uh, the, the same can be said now about the Buddha's teaching. Yeah? Do we learn to the point where we are able to speak with knowledge and assurance? Yeah? Yeah. Can, we, can we claim, I know and I see? Yeah? Uh, in a way, the first part here when it says, I know and I see, and I know and see uh, is probably referring more to uh, more towards knowledge yeah? knowledge of how the teaching is how the practice is yeah? uh, the, the second part when he then considered uh, it was not through mere faith alone that Rama declared yeah, by realizing it for myself and so on uh, this is this is where it's not simply about knowledge anymore. Yeah? And what else? It is not through mere faith. In the previous section, you also see him making such a consideration. It is not through mere faith alone that Alara Kalama declares. No? So, you notice this, this phrase here. It is not through mere faith alone. Huh? Yeah. So this is very central in Buddhist teaching that you cannot simply uh, rely merely on faith. Uh, so if, if ever anyone say, uh, hey, I heard that some monks such as your teacher, uh, wow, 
dare to say that, well, not just mere faith. What is the basis? I can say that the Buddha himself <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that even with regards to the two teachers uh, that he learned from, he has this consideration. Yeah. Uh, that they didn't make such as make the claim just through mere faith. Yeah. But by realizing it for themselves. So similarly, for uh, for the Buddha's teaching, um, if you if you were to agree with it through mere faith, that's not a bad thing, yeah. Uh, but we need to uh, move beyond mere faith, yeah. As much as in the various lineages that is mentioned about faith, faith is crucial as a start, but. Uh, we must move beyond mere faith. Yeah? Uh, yeah? Uh, when, as we li- listen to the teachings, we have knowledge of it, uh, that will increase our faith. Yeah? Uh, but, that, but that is like the first part. Then after that, uh, with that knowledge of what is being taught, you reflect upon it, you contemplate upon it, and you have a deeper understanding of what is being taught. Yeah. This level of understanding is more superior uh, than that from uh, mere knowledge. Yeah. Now, when you have a deeper understanding, your faith also increases. But ultimately, it is when you cultivate and then you verify and you... Uh, see for yourself that the knowledge that you have acquired and the understanding is in line with reality. Then to that extent, uh, you have gone beyond mere faith because you have verified for yourself. So, this is what uh, the Buddha considered and then he thought, uh, perhaps he... Uh, in the next paragraph, then he considered maybe, yeah, he he should also just go ahead and do that. And in this case, do what uh, that uh, Udaka Ramaputta. Uh, you notice this, the the, the name Ramaputta. Uh, Rama is very likely the mother's name. Uh, yeah, just just like Sariputta. Uh. So attain to the base of neither perception nor non-perception. Fei xiang, fei fei xiang, tian. Fei xiang, fei fei xiang. The second last paragraph here. Base of neither perception nor non-perception. Perception is xiang, non-perception is fei xiang. Neither. 英语的语法那个比较有点不一样，嗯，说飞翔，飞飞翔。Okay, so, uh, serene. Thank you. Yeah. 
So this is the this is again his attitude. Uh, he don't just stop at knowledge. Uh. He don't just he's not just content to say ah I I know the teachings. Yeah, that's enough. But he considered since the teacher um, has attained to that level, yeah, uh, and he has the same qualities, yeah, uh, of faith, sing uh, sing, energy, mindfulness. And then concentration and wisdom, yeah. Uh, with respect to the base of neither perception nor non-perception, yeah. very important. Uh. Although these are the same terms, five these five qualities, but this is with respect to the the base of neither perception nor non-perception. Uh, so you, one could also say that you can have xing xing nian din hui. You can have these five roots, five powers. With regards to your work, yeah, or with regards to a person's study, yeah, in this case, is with regards to neither perception nor non-perception. And then he has this thought: Suppose I endeavor to realize the Dharma, that Rama declared he entered upon and dwelt in by realizing it for himself with direct knowledge, yeah, meaning that at this point he hasn't entered it. Yeah, he hasn't attained to that level, but he has understood the teachings on how to enter, how to practice. Yeah, uh, uh, Doreen. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> this part quite long, huh? Okay, Lily.
<laughs> Don't have to be stressed. You know, when when I was much younger, uh, when I was in primary one, uh, my teacher, Miss Teo, uh, she asked me to uh, take part in the storytelling competition. So he gave me, she gave me this uh, this small little booklet uh, with the story. Uh, the title is Mutu the Lazy Boy. So in the past, when you are a small kid and you tell a story, you basically you are supposed to memorize the whole story and go out and read, you know. So she asked me to go and memorize and then share the story. So a week later, she asked me, come, uh, come and you know, share in class first, you know, build up the confidence. So I stand up and I say, Mutu is a lazy boy. Then, <laughs> then she looked at me, anything else? <laughs> no, I only memorize. <laughs> So he said, okay, come sit down. So go back and memorize some more, okay? So the following week, she asked me again, come, come and, uh, you know, share. So I went up to the class again and again, Mutu is a lazy boy. And then I got her. Uh, and she again very patiently asked me, you know, P1 small little kid, very cute, huh? Then she again asked me, like, so have you uh, memorized this anymore? No, that's all. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, I can't remember how many times, but if not four times, at least three times. Yeah. And finally she said, uh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, after all these years, yeah, after all these years, I figured out, I am Mutu. <laughs> <laughs> Memorizing anything, it only starts in primary six. Right? Well, I'm a student. No, I was. The, the, the teacher wanted me to take part in the storytelling competition. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. But you notice that among the whole cohort, right, not all kids go up to tell story one. Uh, right? I don't remember how to have this So anyway, um, my point to you all is that uh, whether it is memory or the ability to read or give speeches, uh, it doesn't just happen. Uh, yeah, it takes time. It takes effort. Yeah, about Yeah, you just smoke. Yeah. Previously, in the smaller group, I sometimes will even correct uh, the the pronunciation and so on. Uh, I don't know how comfortable you all are. Not that I'm good or perfect with it, uh, but based on what I know, uh, sometimes I will just point out. The reason is because some of the sentence structure, 
uh, if you pause at the wrong place, the meaning is slightly different. Uh, oh. So, I uh, hope you all don't mind, don't take it personally. Uh, okay? Oh. So, up to this point, uh, the again, the Buddha very... Charlie, you look very troubled. No, I'm still thinking about... Why my teacher asked me to... No, and he like... Yeah, you must know but that the whole class, right... Yeah, yeah, it's not part of the curriculum. It's that the whole class, she chose me and I think one or two other students to go and take part in the storytelling uh, thing. Oh, okay. Um, I know what I'm troubled about. Oh. It's because that sentence you said, at the end you realize that you're not. Oh. But I don't think this is laziness, but this is something which... A primary one kid don't even know what is going on. Oh, I don't well, remember. I, I, all I, my I appreciate. I don't know whether you are trying to defend for no, me or defending for yourself. Even, <laughs> <laughs> even class you realize I don't know. You are see the kid. Primary one, no, they come back. They tell you this name. Primary three, all they tell you. Actually, for all the past two years, so I got the wrong name. They are friends name that huh. you are. The, I don't know. I think the child is the. They have. But I don't know about now, my, la, but last time... My, my friend, I remember there was once this friend, Tan Kwan Yong. Mm. He, uh, he wanted to, uh, I think it was in P2 because I changed school. Mm. Then I got a new, no new students, right? So he offered to give me his phone number. Mm. And, he, and then I, I said, let me get my, you know, the no. exercise book to write. Then he said, just how many numbers? Remember it. 293084. So, so, so I don't know how come you can remember this. Okay. <laughs> 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 so you but the important thing important thing is important thing is uh, yeah the I have I have also observed how um, yeah in in various youth groups last time I actually tried to uh, incorporate uh, speech tr- training public speaking as part of their their learning yeah uh, yeah it's actually once you get the hang of it, it's actually quite uh, an enjoyable thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so at this part, so the Buddha at that point in time, <clears throat> this is the second teacher that he learned under. And just like for Alara Kalama, uh, now with uh, Udaka Ramaputta, uh, the Buddha actually learned everything that he can teach and attain to the same degree that uh, this Rama person, this teacher, uh, has actually attained as well. So much so that he has been invited to lead the community. Yeah. So, Biling. Uh, Accorded.
Thank you. Mm. You notice the last line, not being satisfied with that Dharma, disappointed with it, I left. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, in, uh, in the past how many years, I've encountered many uh, students, some, most of them youth, who would say such a thing. Uh, if you, uh, they would share about how their family members or their friends are judgmental or don't accept them as they are and so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, Some adults are also like that, but this is a very common thing nowadays. Yeah, uh, But I keep on telling them in their face and some adults also. And I tell them... passing so, so I tell them if the Buddha was a person who subscribed to this idea oh uh, we should uh, accept me as I am then he will never <laughs> progress uh. then we will have no Buddha Dharma yeah. in fact he wouldn't have even started on the path at, uh, way back yeah. now there's a difference between um, saying uh, one, one recognizing that there's something that needs to be changed versus um, picking on something. So, for example, if you cannot accept that you are Chinese, uh, that is your problem. <laughs> because you can't change the fact that you are born Chinese, you know. You know what I mean? So, uh, in the case where kids feel that their parents do not accept them as they are, uh, the only time this statement can be valid, or for that matter, friends, in the case of parents, it's more about if, if the child, uh, there are certain limitations. Yeah? Let's say the child is only that tall. Then you cannot, then, then keep on saying, ah, yeah, why are you so short? Huh? Father is so tall, or whatever. For, for example, yeah? then that is picking on something that the child that is quite beyond the child's control. Yeah, then to me that is not right. Yeah. But in many other cases, uh, the whole point about learning is to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. oh. so here, not being satisfied with that Dharma, disappointed with it, I left. Yeah. Uh, Huh? I don't know. No, no. This is the jet. The fighter jet. This is not very far. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if one day you reach the point where you know everything that I, have, I can uh, teach you and attain to what I can have attained, and then you find that not being satisfied with that Dharma, 
disappointed with it, you left. Wow, I'd be so happy. <laughs> now this is hang on, uh, this is not uh, the only case. Yeah. Uh, the San Chai similar. But in the case of San Chai Tongzi, it is the teacher, uh, there's a slight difference here. In the case of San Chai Tongzi San Chan, the this this uh, this young man who is a practitioner, he goes to 53 different teachers. The difference between those uh, those teachers and these two teachers is these two teachers want to hold on to the Buddha and ask him to t- stay on and teach together. Whereas those teachers know that they have teach everything they can teach, but there's more. They know that there's more. So they instruct, each of them instruct San Chai Tongzi to go to the next teacher. Ah, ah, that is the difference. Now, as much as we are not at the Fo Pusa level, Kuan Xin Pusa is number 27. Yeah, that's why Kuan San Er Qi. So someone should ask me, so what if Kuan Xin Pusa is number 43? Then, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> a good point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. So, luckily, otherwise, we'll be treated. So, so I thought about this, and I and I, I was thinking, although we are not at that level where we are one of the fifty-three teachers. But actually, this principle is most useful in our life also. What it means is that even beyond spiritual things, in our daily life, whether at work, at home, uh, with our friends or whoever, uh, we should have the same kind of humility and attitude. In the case of the 53 teachers, they really have the welfare of the student at heart. Yeah. Whereas in this this case, right, maybe not that they don't have the welfare, yeah, but maybe they are not aware that they are higher levels. Yeah. But if they know that they are higher levels, oh, then it means that they are at fault. Yeah. So uh, important for us, let's say, uh, to consider. Firstly, is what I'm teaching the maximum already? Number two, to know your student well so that they, if they have reached the point where you cannot teach them any more things to be taught then the right thing to do is to send them to the next teacher <clears throat> which then brings me to the last point which is we must then realize that yeah sometimes the best thing we can do for someone is not to teach them ourselves yeah the same goes for giving advices yeah some students would ask me Sifu uh, I try to share the Dharma with my parents. How come cannot? I say, well, sometimes you may not be the right person, you know. Yeah. When I first ordained, well, I'm so eager to wow, throw everything out, you know, to, I don't know whether it was to impress people or to, uh, to for their benefit. But over time, I realized that uh, even when people come to see me, I may not be the suitable person to help them. So nowadays, oftentimes, a common question I ask people uh, is, so what can I do for you? How do you think I can help you? 
Of course, some of them also don't know. <laughs> yeah, then they say, well, so what, you, you tell me what I can do. Uh, then if you, if you ask me, uh, so sometimes the conversation sounds a bit funny, and sometimes, sometimes you may have heard this from me, and you may think like, but I often ask like, well, nobody asked me, you know, you know, I sometimes will say this thing like, uh, some, some students will pose a question, yeah, but never direct it to me, then I will not answer. Yeah, and the reason is because if the person never explicitly posed it to me, maybe unconsciously the person is not ready to ask me the question also. Anyway, so these are some things that uh, you have yes. to talk just now. Uh, mm. um, here it says uh, the, the Buddha uh, is looking for a teacher uh-huh. um, to teach him Nibbana. But at that teach point, him how to attain, attain Nibbana. But um, he has not achieved Nibbana. Nibbana. How does he know that there is something yes. called Nibbana? Yeah, very good question. Because Nibbana itself basically means extinguishing. Mm. Yeah. He don't he don't know yet fully uh, what we call nibbana today, but in fact, what is nibbana? Do you know what is nibbana? Free of suffering. Yeah, to be free of suffering, extinguishing of suffering. Yeah. Uh, so, although you all have not attained nibbana, but you know the concept that to be free of suffering. Yeah, so here when it says uh, does not lead to disenchantment, to dispassion, to cessation, to peace, to direct knowledge, to enlightenment, to nibbana, yeah, uh, this is referring to simply the end of suffering. Yeah, simply referring to end of suffering. So you will find that uh, the reason why in recent uh, years I would always come back to how the Buddha actually started off is because I start to realize that yeah, the Buddha didn't sit down and then have some meeting and plan out his curriculum. He basically teach according to how he has uh, uh, pursued and realized for himself. Yeah, which is why it always come back to the the fundamentals of suffering, yeah, aging, sickness, and death, and all the other thing related ones. Okay. Uh, this uh-huh. who, who came up with the word? Uh, well, actually, the the word nirvana or nirvana, it actually means um, extinguishing. So it is borrowed, yeah. It, it is borrowed and coined in uh, as a, as a concept of um, where the Buddha described in other suttas of how <clears throat> it is like the blowing out of the candle. Yeah. So it is like, for example, we say "kuji mie dao." Mie. Well, the, the word "mie" is literally extinguished. Yeah. yeah, by itself it doesn't have religious connotation it doesn't have any Buddhist connotation yeah. so it, the Buddha took ordinary terms to bring out some extraordinary uh, meaning so to speak 
Yes. Oh, so far, rather, I think that maybe at that point don't have these words, but it's like when they interpret, then they put in the word. Well, because what the experience is beyond words, so it's much later that at that point, some people also don't know. What. Perhaps they say this enchantment is special. This is what it's looking for. But that word is much later when you attain a life woman then. The Nibbana comes about. No. No? No. There are some new words coined, like at that point in time when he appeared, then he has to come up with new, new no. things. He always used existing terms. Is it? Yes. He never come up with new terms that nobody has heard of before. Um, something that describes it, but no. he will have his own interpretation. Yeah, no, but existing terms are. But at that point in time, perhaps the Nibbana and Dharma, it means something no. else. Uh, well, it, it means extinguish. That's why I'm explaining to you all. It literally means extinguish. <laughs> Do you understand? Extinguish. You know, that fire extinguisher. Before you learn Buddhism, yeah. oh, fire extinguisher too here. Yeah. Oh. So before you learn Buddhism, Extinguish means what? Put up fire, ma. Uh, so now imagine that if the Buddha is uh, is born in this time, then he attained enlightenment. Yeah. But before he attained enlightenment, he thought he he to describe the end of suffering. Then he just conveniently used extinguish. Oh. Uh, so this is a. A, a uh, it's, it's a good it's a, it's, it's a, I must first say that <clears throat> for you to have this thought is not wrong or, or to have this this uh, consideration of a possibility that is it possible that in the Buddha's time some of these terms don't even exist yeah okay to consider yeah but some of these terms uh, basically these terms do exist maybe they just because you know, now we all the mother, the mother, but we don't exactly know how it changes. Like, beyond words, we only know like something that has been but. No, 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 the Bana is really like that. But it's much later when he thinks that it's much more than these basic okay. qualities. Two reasons why I disagree with you. Okay. Yeah. For you, you started off with saying that for some reason. Oh, I thought there's no such word. Then you say that is. Yeah. Then I said maybe the word is yeah. only. So, so okay. my point is, if we go by this uh, translation, um, he didn't say that uh, now I think yeah he says but it occurred to me that means it was and in, in, in this paragraph it was that at that point in time yeah thus Udaka Ramaputta my fellow monk placed me in the position of a teacher and accorded me the highest honor but it occurred to me occurred in a past tense, uh, 
Yeah, meaning that at that point in time. Yeah, because if this realization came later, then he, it couldn't have been because of this realization that he leave the leave this practice. This realization, in terms of time span, right, must have occurred at that point in time. Okay. So this is the first first thing. So it means that he couldn't have used terms based on what he realized later, because this this reflection, uh, if you put it in terms of chronological order, must have happened right after his teacher um, make him partner. Yeah, ask him to lead the community together. Now, is it possible that this whole translation was done wrongly? Uh, I find it quite unlikely. Is it possible that Venerable Bhikkhu Bodhi translated correctly, but then the text that he used to translate was recorded down wrongly? Well, there are many people who question this, and I assure you, I questioned this in the first four years when I was in the US also. Uh, I haven't stopped questioning. Yeah, but what I realized is that the moment you question the text, uh, in Buddhism it's okay to question the validity of the text. Uh, but when you question in terms of uh, whether this very line itself uh, is the way it is, uh, is different from questioning whether this meaning is this or that. Here, it, if you follow the meaning, if you don't question the meaning, uh, then basically it just basically says that these are the terms that were used. And these terms must not have been inferred from later time. Okay. Because this reflection happened at that point in time before he attained enlightenment. Yeah? And it is, how, do, how does Sifu know? Because it is through this reflection, then he became, he, he come to the point where he, he's not satisfied with that Dharma and disappointed, he left. So, so far so good. Okay. I am going out on a limb to say that you could also say maybe the original text is wrong. Yeah? Hang on, hang on. I'm just helping, I'm helping you to, to look at different possibilities of how you could be right. Yeah? But having done that, then I say, if you were to question in this way just to be right, then you have to question the whole Nikayas. Yeah, then you have to throw the whole book out already. Then you don't have to go further. Because if this part can be wrong, any part can be wrong. Uh, this is what I call, hang on. Uh, you know, when I drink this halfway, right, I stop. Because it is flavored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I have plain water? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I know some of you uh, have started to switch off. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, then if that's the case, then no, no. continue then next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to explain it. Oh, there Because you need to take off. Okay. You know. The one thing that I really would outrightly say I dislike is when someone uh, asks a question or uh, bring up something and then when you want to go into detail to explain something that can be explained then they say, ah, too troublesome, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Don't ever do that if you want to ask me a question. If you 
I throw this at you. Okay, so 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 there are, so there are, yeah yeah so there are a few things here. Number one, I'm trying to Please don't behave like a kid. So, I'm trying to highlight to you all something that goes beyond this text. I'm trying to highlight to you all about, you see, if um, sometimes the detail or the level that I explain, uh, I, I highlighted about how some of you may switch off. Uh, it's not a criti- criticism or like looking down on you all, but it is a common thing for many people. Why? Because the moment the explanation goes into some technicality uh, that is not directly to do with the text. People like Ayur Sifu like to go all over the place. But you see, this part, I'm trying to explain to you a, a few principles on how you can understand not just this particular paragraph, but all the sutras in general. Uh, this, is, this is very, very important because Today is just this line, no? but if you don't, have, you know, sometimes students tell me, ask me, but so how, how, how do we know which one is the real sutra, which one is not the real sutra? And I'm trying to pin down on that. So listen carefully. Um, when you question a text, in Buddhism, no fault. You don't go to hell. Don't worry. Yeah? But if you question it, uh, there are different angles to question. If you question a systematic error. Uh, don't don't question systematic error. Yeah, questioning systematic error uh, is not wrong, but it's not helpful unless you are ready to do years of etymological research, meaning to trace the roots, and then go and go to India to look at all the original manuscript. Unless you are ready to do that, otherwise, when you uh, question uh, possible systematic error or you suggest that there are systematic error uh, then you are basically saying that all texts are wrong. What are systematic error? So for example uh, let me see, uh, let me think of a way to give you all uh, tell you all what is systematic error versus uh, sporadic error. So for example um, if When I, when we use this voice recorder to record, okay, and somehow, uh, if the recorder, uh, like, because of the recording, because of this device, it is consistently muffled. So half the time you all cannot hear what is inside. This is a systematic error. Yeah, some systematic error can be solved. In this case, like the recorder, some cannot be solved. Yeah, but systematic error means that uh, it is something that uh, is part of the the structure, part of the way things are done. So it would occur for every single episode because you are using the same device. Yeah, whereas 
if let's say now you say hey Sifu that day said something wrong uh, that's not a systematic error unless the source that I learned from is just totally wrong then every time I mention that thing is always wrong uh, so in terms of the suttas if you were to go and question uh, maybe you know maybe when they pass down over the years uh, the, actually the text is wrong now there are people who say that oh uh, Nikayas is more accurate uh, the Mahayana's that means Theravada text is more accurate Mahana text is not so accurate and then so and so forth so the, the trouble with this is that um, when you uh, make such an assertion, some of these assertions are systematic error. Yeah. Uh, so I remember having a conversation with someone in a plane, and he was questioning. I was saying that I read the translations. Then he says that oh, but the translations, you know, uh, may not be so accurate. Yeah. So I said, well, if you question translations, then all translations have to be thrown out. Yeah, you have to throw out all translations. So then the question is: Then are you going to read the original Pali text or the Sanskrit? Yeah, but how do you read that? You are not not born to you 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 don't know anybody currently who actually use Sanskrit and Pali on a daily basis. Yeah, so how are you going to learn? You must learn by uh, through a teacher. The teacher must also rely on dictionary but dictionary also have the same translation problem <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so if you criticize this this approach that criticism must not be a systematic error that covers that affects everything else yeah. systematic error by definition is an error that affects everything yeah. uh, so uh, if you can understand what I said so far uh, then it will help you to approach text critically but not get stuck into a rut. Uh, so, so there are some questions that you can um, question, but there are some angles that you cannot. Sorry. Yes. Huh? So if, if let's say, uh, assuming that there is really a systematically error in this mm. so-called this text, yeah. aren't we all learning all the wrong things? Yeah, if lah. Yeah. If lah. So yeah, but because at this point in time, there's no way for us to uncover this systematic error. Which is why when there was once someone who asked me, so how do you know that the Buddha really said that word? Yeah, even if we don't say that this is English and Buddha couldn't have said English, let's assume we are using English to say, did the Buddha say in Pali or in Pakrit, in some Indian language, this exact sentence? Yeah, I really don't know. Yeah. So that person then said, then in that case, then, you know, so I said, what I do know today is, the Buddhist, oh, wait, before I jump again. So then the person said, then in that case, Buddhism today may not be what the Buddha teach, you know. So I said, you see, if someone tell you this, I think many people would feel quite upset and would want to defend and say, no, no, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, the trouble is that it's very hard to prove such a thing. Yeah. So, at, uh, one day when someone su suggested this, this is what I told them. I said, 
Honestly, if you ask me, actually I don't know. I, I really don't know whether the Buddha really said, Tas Alara Kalama, my teacher placed me yeah. his... You know, I, I really don't know. Yeah. What I do know, hang on. What I do know is the Buddhism that we know today that advocates the Four Noble Truths and Eightfold Path, that highlights how suffering comes about, what suffering is, how suffering comes about, the true ending of suffering and the way to end it. Uh, this description is found in what has been recorded so far and has been corroborated, corroborated in through the different traditions. There are certain parts that may, may have uh, some disparity, yeah? but this core part, everybody agreed. <laughs> yeah? And it is to this description so far that I consider Buddhism. Is it possible that the Buddha, when he attained enlightenment, actually he didn't teach this? There are people who even suggest to me that, no, the Buddha actually believed in God. I was like, ah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've encountered people before, though, and they are religious people, you know. And one is even a priest, <laughs> a Catholic priest. So, without going into the details, uh, is it possible? Is it possible that when the Buddha so-called attained enlightenment, he actually he convened with God, and then, wow, oh, but somehow along the way got distorted into what we call Buddhism today. Well, it is a non-zero possibility, but so far there's no proof for that, number one. Number two, uh, if that's the case, then that Buddha is not what I take refuge in. <laughs> yeah. Because in Buddhism, what is more important is the end of suffering, not who, who exactly said what. In Buddhism, is whether your method really works or not. Uh, that's more important. And that's why uh, in my class for Hearts to Try, I often highlight you must go and try out what I said on you know, the exercise. If you can find a disproof of that principle, well, we can go and call for the seventh council. You know? Uh, so this is the attitude. Oh. Yes, Bulan, you have something to comment.当你说大乘你是指印度大乘吗还是指 
呃，除了六祖坛经哈、哦，除了六祖坛坛经以外呢，其他的都是佛菩萨呃的法语。呃，第二，呃，我们大乘经有有一有一大部分哈、哦，有一部分是从呃龙树菩萨从龙宫取出来的，啊、呃，但是。没有牵扯到我们中国祖师大德，我们中国祖师大德没有人敢说哦，这不仅是我去龙宫取出来的，因为都是在印度的时候就开始了，啊，所以当你说祖师大德，呃，最。我我我只没有，尽管你。多数接触到的是中国佛教，但是呢，汉应该说是汉系的佛，汉传佛教哈。但是呢，当你说我们祖师大德啊、呃，就是说我们大乘经有呃，就是说相对于那个呃南传阿含经，呃大乘经有些是呃我们祖师大德修到一个程度然后取出来的，呃，这句话就不能成立。没有，我看看你有讲这句话对吗？我我的意思是说，没有。对了，对了，先不要讲意思，你该是有讲这句话对不对？他们是所谓的那种正的正正，是说正念吗？正念他们通过他们自己的行为。对，不管是怎么讲啊，但是刚才你有讲这句话对吗？类似吧。啊，但是但是你的意思是什么呢？重要吗？呃，那我只是要来呃，我谈的谁听嘛？嗯。没有，但是你刚一开始不是在问这个。啊，我我是要领导这个，因为你说我们呃小镇呃呃文坛传嘛，就是说他背后传递传统，后面传过后，呃，他做每次过后，因为我们有大圣呢，是说也也有法僧呢，呃呃法僧呃法僧报圣。对呀对呀，对呀对呀 ，OK。法身、道身、化身，哈，这个不是我们中国佛教的一个发明来的，这个在印度的时候就已经有了。啊，你们要搞清楚，虽然我们是用中文字，但是不代表。对呀、啊，所以这个跟我们汉传祖师没关系。我我我要澄清，你你不可以就这样子跳过去，因为你一开始先说，呃，这个。南传佛教，然后就说，但是我但是我们汉传，我我们祖师大德，然后我就确认，你说祖师是指哪个祖师？等一下，你先听，你不要我一边讲你就一边讲你要讲的东西，因为你一开始先提到说我们祖师大德，呃，就是有我就是我们大圣经有些，你刚才一次有讲这句话嘛？那你讲了之后，我我现在说。这样子说是不符合那个佛教发展史的
，呃，你如果是同意，那你就要说哦，那我刚才讲错了。你不同意，那你就要先讲完这里，你不可以又要去讲别的东西了。不是，不用不用不用这么广，就是单纯这句这句话，你你有你要否定吗？不是，你先不要谈。哎 ，hello hello， 你如果一开始就直接讲涅槃，师傅就跟你讲涅槃，你不可以这边东扯一点西扯一点，然后我现在要针对你刚才讲的东西。呃，就是说已经否定了，然后你你就不要去一直不要去回答。当然，呃，因为如果要讲这些也好，还有很多啊。是不是？你有很多，就是你刚才说，你刚才说，大乘经有些是很很，或者是很多是我们祖师到了一个阶段，对吗？你刚要这样讲对吗？那这句话我否定了，你要同意还是不同意？你要先同意还是不同意吗？正量。那你现在你。但是但是呢，但是你不可以说他们讲出来是的是经啊，因为没有祖师。因为你刚才一开始是说大乘经。对呀、啊，那没有错啊。啊哈。啊哈。所以你要讲的是什么呢？那那那我就直接讲涅槃哈，这个在阿含呢，阿含谈到涅槃呢，跟我们大乘呃说涅槃的话，啊、呃，它必然是有一定的差别的，啊，它必然一定有差别的，要不然就不不分不派了，啊，不派十八不派的缘的缘起，就是因为他们对于涅槃、对佛、对阿罗汉等等有有这个出入。有不同的见解嘛？但是这些见解不是等到中国佛教盛盛起才开始的，是在印度十八部派的时候就有了，啊，知道吗？所以也很啊，所以但是呢，但是呢，但是呢，你要知道哈、啊，呃，当我们读到这个部分的时候呢，呃，不管你第一，这这个是阿含经。所以应该以阿含的意为首。第二，这里呢，这里呢，很明显的，他就是在谈要卸脱生死苦。第三，不管你要取大乘意还是那个声闻意
呃，这里的重点是这个飞翔飞飞翔呢，没有达到涅槃的境界，所以根本不管是大乘意或者是小乘意，都还是所以这里就不用去去去纠纠结说到底这也是讲大乘还是小乘意了。对啊，因为对啊，因为我们呃，因为我们还没有正统，所以这个呃，没有你你不可以这样讲哎。你你现在这样子同意就？就是说，每一个阿罗汉他们是十个，所以我们会分这么多的不一样的那个呃部派啊，因为这些都是每个人的境界所呈现出来的东西。有、呃、有没有听到我刚才刚刚讲的东西啊？哎哎，宝宝兰，你你你有你有没有发觉我？我我我先把这个。就是我。So 呃、uh,。I must highlight this because, uh, yeah, for, for us to have a meaningful uh, discussion, we all must uh, must have certain, you know, yeah. Otherwise, it's not a dialogue. Uh, otherwise, become monologue. <laughs> then there's no understanding, you know. Uh, having said that, I'm not insisting that I'm always correct. Yeah. I'm just the only the only thing I expect is that when you all disagree, you all must be able to justify your disagreement. Oh, yeah. And in order to for us to even reach that point of、uh, disagreement, there must be communication first. Yeah. Otherwise, basically we are just blaring whatever we want to blare. Oh. Okay.、Uh, I think that time's up. Time's up. Yeah. Time's up. So、uh, let me see. Let me finish reading the remaining paragraph.、Uh, Y'all go back and read through. Then when, next week when we come back, we、we'll、go through again. No. Still in search, monks, of what is wholesome, seeking the supreme state of sublime peace. I wandered by stages through the Madagan country until eventually I arrived at Uruvela, near. Sena Nigama. There, I saw an agreeable piece of ground, a delightful grove with a clear, flowing river, with pleasant, smooth banks, and nearby, a village for alms resort. I considered, this is an agreeable piece of ground. This is a delightful grove with a clear, flowing river, with pleasant, smooth banks, and nearby, a village for alms resort. This will serve for the striving of a clansman. Intent on striving, and I sat there thinking, this will serve for striving.、Mm. So、uh, you will notice that up to this point, there's no mention about extreme ascetism.、Uh, then monks, being myself subject to birth, having understood the danger in which in what is subject to birth, seeking the unborn supreme security from bondage, nibbana. I attained the unborn supreme security from bondage, nibbana. Being myself subject to aging, having understood the danger in what is subject to aging, seeking the unaging supreme security from bondage, nibbana. I attained unaging supreme security from bondage, nibbana. Being myself subject to sickness, having understood the danger in what is subject to sickness. 
seeking the unailing supreme security from bondage, Nibbana, I attained the unailing supreme security from bondage, Nibbana. Being myself subject to death, having understood the danger in what is subject to death, seeking the deathless supreme security from bondage, Nibbana, I attained the deathless supreme security from bondage, Nibbana. Being sub- myself subject to sorrow, having understood the danger in what is subject to sorrow, seeking the, supr- the sorrowless supreme security from bondage Nibbana, I attained the sorrowless supreme security from bondage Nibbana. Being myself subject to defilement, having understood the danger in what is subject to defilement, seeking the undefiled supreme security from bondage Nibbana, I attained the undefiled supreme security from bondage Nibbana. The knowledge and vision arose in me. My liberation is unshakable. This is my last birth. Now there is no more renewed existence. So this is from Majjhima Nikaya number 26, Arya Pariyasana Sutta. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, this, uh, this sort of, from these two teachers, the Buddha then uh, sort of, in a way, described the next part already, yeah, without going into the uh, ascetic practices, which he mentioned in other suttas. Yeah. So, take uh, read up. Then, for those who are uh, who, who who are able to, you can read ahead. And those who have not finished reading the first chapter, you can continue to do so. And again, I want to highlight: uh, it is not wrong to ask questions. Poland, yeah, it is not wrong to ask questions. Yeah. What I'm faulting you for is when you ask questions, then there's no back and forth uh, dialogue. Yeah, it becomes you ask yours, I say mine, and then you say yours. Then. No. There are two kinds of questions that we can ask here. One is directly related to this. You can also ask beyond this. It's perfectly okay. The first thought I highlighted just now was not that you asked outside of this. I was highlighting that the statement you made was incorrect. Number one. Yeah, so it's okay to ask beyond the text. Yeah, but uh, if you ask beyond the text, uh, and it and the question itself, uh, sometimes I may answer like Wilson. Sometimes I say I will explain. Sometimes I just tell him I won't answer this, right? Because. In some cases, he asked a few times already, and he still keep coming. Then I will not answer anymore. Yeah. In some cases, like in this case, whether the answer goes this way or that way, it doesn't change the meaning here. Then I will highlight that. So I'm not faulting you for that, for asking a question outside of it. I'm I'm saying, 
the question itself doesn't change the meaning here. You know, understand? Uh, understand not then, okay, case closed. <laughs>